You came. I must be cautious wherever I go. Don't worry. The Empire's eyes won't reach you here. Have you finished exploring the planet yet? Not yet. It's too interesting. But I did find something I'd like to show you. It doesn't suit you, that mask. Welcome back once again, Bucketheads, Mavar Tigar. Welcome to the 96th Warlord Whippin' episode of MandoVision. Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out this small, independent Star Wars podcast. Remember, of course, the best and easiest way to reach out to us is via social media at Mando underscore Vision, Twitter, and Instagram. You can email the show at MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Please be sure you're liking, subscribing, and sharing the show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert. Well, welcome back to the show. Thank you for being here. If you are a new listener, welcome aboard. We're so glad you're here with us for the fun, for the for the ride that we go on every single episode, the journey that we take to discuss the fun that is Star Wars. And yeah, we're in the midst of reviewing the individual episodes of Star Wars Visions. And, and just a little reminder uh, for anyone who, who may have forgotten, I decided to break them down because um, and the initial plan was was to kind of do like an overview of the series. Uh, but I sort of felt like that was doing a disservice to, to these individual installments because each one is so unique. And, um, you know, I, I'm, re I'm really enjoying the series, especially watching them around for sometimes the second and third time taking a lot more out of it, getting a lot more enjoyment out of it, and, and viewing Star Wars through a, a new set of lenses is, uh, is just very exciting. It's very fun. And even, even the episodes that are not my favorites are still a unique vision of the Star Wars galaxy that we all know and love so very, very much. And, and luckily, uh, we're talking about today, we're talking about an episode that I liked quite a bit. I was a big fan of this one. I believe currently it is the fourth <laughs> highest rated episode of the season for Star Wars Visions. I am, of course, referring to The Village Bride. And yeah, we're going to talk about The Village Bride in great detail here coming up after the bumper. But I wanted to, to kind of talk to everybody real quick here because I don't know. I, at the moment, you probably can't hear it because I'm playing the music. But once I turn the music down, what I'm wondering is if the microphone is going to pick up a sound that you don't hear very often. Not on this podcast. Not on any podcast that's recorded in Southern California, basically. We are in the midst of a very rare and unusual uh, thunderstorm. Uh, we had uh, just loud, kabooming thunder, which is not something that happens here very, very often. The rain is scarce enough, a thunderstorm even more so. Uh, so it's been an eventful night here at the uh, 
at the the Mando, the Mando cave, the Mando Studios, in in my my fire spray. Uh, however you want to look at it, very unique. I'm curious if you hear the hear the little pitter patter of the raindrops falling on the ledge outside the window here, or uh, if I'm just talking about something that you're like I can't hear that anyways. Just move on with your life, and we will, and we will. But I wanted to share just in case you kind of hear something going on behind me. Uh, but yeah, a fun, unique experience for recording the podcast tonight. And I wanted to give you guys a little peek behind the curtain. Anyways, alright, so yeah, we're going to get into it right now. Again, we're talking about Star Wars Visions, the fourth episode, the fourth installment, The Village Bride. And yeah, check it out. I'll see you on the other side of the bumper. But you know what you gotta do first. You know what you gotta do first. It's time. Strap on your buckets. Let's go. The Separatists left their battle droids behind. But the Raiders found them and reprogrammed them all. They formed an army of their own. We couldn't have stopped them if we tried. They took all the resources we had left. And what's worse, they wanted the village chief as collateral. But his granddaughter volunteered to take his place. And they're coming to take her in the morning. All right, Bucketheads, let's talk about this episode. One more time. Episode 4 of Star Wars Visions. The Village Bride, our plot this week, a Jedi on the run takes in the unique customs of a remote village under threat by a warlord. Pretty, pretty basic. Pretty solid, though, but very accurate. Our This week's director is Hitoshi Haga, episode written by Hitoshi Haga and Takahito Onishi. I hope I've said these people's names correctly because they did a really wonderful job of this episode. Uh, our cast for this week's episode, we will be, as, as is our uh, sort of standard operating procedure for these Visions episodes. We will go ahead and read the, the American cast off because um, that is what I have watched the episode in the majority of the time. We have Karen Fukuhara as F, Carrie Hiroki Tagawa as Valko, Nicole Sakura as Haru, Christopher San as Asu, Stephanie Say as Saku and the Villager, and, you know, a few more people here and there. We also get a wonderful appearance by Matthew Wood as the battle droid. Droids, uh... And I enjoyed that very much. There's a lot of fun stuff in this episode. And, and um, this episode, much like the, the duel, is an episode that I was very interested in, wishing I could know more about the backstory of what's going on with the character. The Jedi that we follow, F, uh, she's very interesting. She seems to have a, 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 a bit shrouded in mystery. But the echoes of this universe are very, very familiar Unlike the duel, which is a very different version of the Star Wars galaxy, uh, uh, F seems to come from a time right after the end of, or uh, one, uh, excuse me, at the end of Order sixty six, on the run from the Empire now, and and hiding out, laying low, has seen some things, had suffered some traumas in the Clone Wars, and is now trying to, uh, you know, live her life, but live her life uh, in secret on the run, uh, away from the eyes of the Empire. So a very, very interesting character. Uh, she wears a mask, we, we, a Jedi with a mask. We don't really see that too often. Uh, it covers the lower part of her face. She still has her Padawan braid. I thought it was very interesting. Uh, and as we'll see towards the end of the episode, uh, and I, I, I don't want to swear to this because I feel like some old Marvel comics in the, back in the day might have done this, but we see a Jedi uh, with, uh, with like some heels on. And that's an interesting look. A bold move. For 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 a, a lightsaber wielding Jedi, 
like like this like this character F. If she actually is officially a Jedi, she claims herself to be, but she does have her Padawan braid. But well, we're, we're gonna get to all that. We're, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna spoil things at the eight minute mark, and we don't want to do that. And the other character uh, that we that we are with, who sort of brings F into into the story, is is Valco, who is something of a anthropologist in the Star Wars galaxy. He's here on this planet studying these people, their culture. He's observing. He's taking it all in. Yeah, he's fascinated by the people, their connection to their world, to their planet, to nature on this planet. Um, and he, he's sort of a, a historian as well, a, a sort of custodian of these people and, and what they're going through. And he is the one who has brought F here. He wanted to show her something. But as, as the episode plays out, we, we realize that, that Valco brought her here because he believed that she could help these people. And they are people who have been um, maligned during the Clone Wars, had their resources taken away. But once the Clone Wars were over, and, and we find out that uh, two of our village characters, um, Asu and, and, uh, and Haru, excuse me, they, they've been affected by the war. Their parents died in the war. And, and, and they view them as now being part of the planet, being one with the planet. So a, a very interesting... Uh, sort of, sort of philosophy, a very um, mature way to look at at death and and the the way your it inhabits your world, and it's a really nice episode. I really found this episode. The animation, I think, is very beautiful. What else lends to it is the music. I think the music in this episode is is really uh, top notch. The way it sort of mm, it just sort of is it's serene and it sets the tone for these villagers, the life they lead, and, and again, sort of underlines, underscores that harmonious nature that they have with the planet. And I really, really dug that aspect of it. Again, it's a, it's a gorgeous one to look at. It's really uh, pretty. <laughs> but the episode itself, it, it's, it's a very unique take on Star Wars. Again, you're, you're shown this world through an outside observer, someone from the galaxy at large who's come to this planet to, to watch these people and to observe these people and their, their way of life and their unique customs and traditions. And what we're seeing with Asu and, and Haru is a wedding ceremony, the way that, they, that he carries her up to these sacred sites of the planet and the way they, they talk to each other, the, the history that they have growing up together. And... Again, not just the deep connection for each other, but for the planet, for for nature. Again, very respectful, without even being aware of it, how respectful they are to the Force. And that's something that F... It, we'll, we'll talk to them about it at, at, at a certain point in the episode when she is trying to make the decision to interfere, to help them. Now remember, this is Star Wars. No prime directive here. So just you know, helping out a quote-unquote primitive culture, not against the rules. But that's good. That's more fun this way. So yeah, it, it's it's. I was really struck by by so much of the visuals, so much of the mystery surrounding F. Uh, even even Valco, like I said, he's just again. I, I sort of re- compared him uh, to like the Star Wars version of an anthropologist with his crazy bucket helmet. Um, that thing was weird, right? I don't know what purpose that served, but uh, it was kind of a unique, interesting look. That is that is for certain. So let's talk about about Asu and and Haru real quick here. They're on their their wedding hike. They're going to the sacred rock where they're going to say the words, and something really interesting is going to happen to the planet. I don't quite understand it. 
Um, but again, it sort of shows the connection that these, these people have to the planet, to the nature of their planet. Uh, and it sort of ties into a, a memory they share from when they were children and how they were putting rocks into the water to uh, help the fish. And, and uh, F witnesses this, this power and uh, realizes that it, it's, it's the memories of the planet itself. Uh, and not so much the memories of the people of, of, of Asu and, and Haru, which is a really unique way for her to to comprehend what's going on here, for her to understand. And again, it's a little nebulous in, in, in what's happening there. I've, I've watched the scene a couple of different times to see if I'm processing it correctly. I hope I am. Uh, but again, it's it's I think it's showing this deep connection these people have not just to the planet, but also by extension to the force, uh, because the force is in all living things. It you know surrounds us, it binds us, and bring whole you know glues the universe together. They don't say glues, I know. Don't worry, but you know what I mean. It binds the universe together, and I think that that sort of innate spirituality touches F in a way that she doesn't. She's unfamiliar with, and uh, because of what's happened to her, because of what what she has survived, and yeah, I I, I think that sort of helps her rekindle the, the sort of Jedi that's inside of her by, by seeing these things and, and being touched in this way uh, by the Force, which they call something else in, in the episode. And we'll play the clip from that so you'll, you'll get to hear it. But yeah, very unique percep perceptions of the Force with, from the characters on this planet and to, uh, to F herself, which is uh, interesting because everyone seems to not know who a Jedi is, which is very... Uh, Surprising, considering this episode has is very very directly connected to the Clone Wars and and the rise of the Empire. You know, we're very firmly in that world, so it's it's very very unique, very very interesting. Uh, this is also F F also is a flashback to her master, because because of, of um excuse me, Valco informs her that that uh, the a, a friend a person they have in common, F's master had deep connections, deep ties, deep roots to this planet. So we, I guess we assume from that that her Jedi Master came from this world. And so maybe she feels a, a sense of obligation to help these people. Uh, she's very conflicted on this, though. That, that's one of the strengths of this episode, though, is much like, much like, like Valko, she's observing. She's taking it all in. Even though she's very much aware that Valko is attempting to sort of I don't want you know manipulate may not be the right word, but but coax her into action to help these people. He's obviously taken a liking to them as 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 this intergalactic anthropologist who who's observing them. He obviously sees uh, good in these people and that they're being wronged by these warlords. First by the separatists and the battle droids in the war itself, and then by these these um, opportunistic. Uh, uh, raiders and, and this warlord who's now taking control of them. You know, they're taking all the resources. Now they're going to take the, the, the bride with them as, as a sort of uh, payment, as, as a sort of a, a living hostage, that, that these people will not rise up and, and continue to, to supply them with whatever it is they desire. And, yeah, Valco, I think, is like, I know someone who can stop all this, you know, and, and let these people get back to living their lives. Because, to be honest, I mean, like, the Raiders are not super formidable. They have some battle droids that they were able to reprogram. But but really, they, they, they seem to just rule through the fact that, they, A, they have blasters. 
and and, and B, they they you know use fear, they use intimidation, and they keep that's how they keep these people in check. Now, granted, don't get me wrong; I'm not trying to dismiss the battle droids and the blasters that the other goons also seem to have. That seems to be a technology that this village does not avail itself to. So, you know, even if it's a small number, blasters are still pretty deadly. So, I, I, you know, you sort of have to understand. But, as is the case, the younger people of the village, they want to rebel. They want to fight back. They do not want to see Haru go off with these, with these bandits. You know, they want to fight back. They want to stop this. Enough has been taken from their planet. They're going to stand up and fight against them. But, but Haru shuts them down. It's like, no, no, no. This is not what we decided. They didn't want any more people to die. We talked about this before. Or, the, excuse me, the characters talked about this before. Asu and, and Haru herself, they, they talked about how their parents died in the war. And they didn't want any more death to come to their village. They want This, this, this sacrifice that, that Haru is making is to save people. You know, no more death, no more destruction. The war had taken enough from them. Uh, so it, it's, it's a noble sacrifice on her part. But you know that, like, you just know that F is not going to sit there on the sidelines and watch this happen. And, and, but you need that spark to spring her into action. And I think that spark comes into play with these people's connection to the Force and, and how pure it is and how uh, just driven by the light it is. And it, it, it awakens something that she's been tamping down since the end of the Clone Wars. And, again, I just think this episode is really fascinating. There's a lot of really beautiful, subtle storytelling involved in this one. Um, and, and it's definitely one of my favorites. Uh, I think I said it earlier in the episode that this one's currently ranked as, like, the fourth highest-rated episode on, on Visions on IMDb. Um, and and force a good spot for it. I, I, I feel like it might creep into my, my, my top three. We'll see, because next week's episode is a really good one, too. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting back to reviewing, you know, we'll break them down. And maybe, maybe by the end of this, I'll, I'll have a, a more definitive ranking of all the episodes. But for right now, uh, just this is, one, is really, really strong. And it is gorgeous to look at. And again, I love that music. It's really on point. Can you feel the Majina as well? Majina? If you can also feel it, I'm sure you understand. I have a bad feeling about this. <laughs> you think I'm being reckless? What do you think would happen if they were thwarted? I don't know, but it would put my village at risk. If I go, I'll be able to protect them all. So it's after this conversation with Haru in, in the woods at night that uh, F begins to make her decisions, and it's the next sunrise. As she watches the sunrise over this planet, she comes to the conclusion she will help them. This is when she cuts off her Padawan braid and removes the mask from her face. So we, we're going to get to see her. We don't see her right away. We're going to get to see her face a little bit later, and we'll see that she has a little bit of a scar. Battle damage, I would assume, from the Clone Wars, possibly from when, when her master was killed during the Clone Wars. But she makes the decision that she will turn back to the light. She's going to be a Jedi again. She's going to help these people. And, and get back on the path, the Jedi path, if you will. And, yeah, so lots going on in the village that morning. As we cut back, the villagers are getting ready for the warlord to arrive. And, and they do. And, you know, it's going to be a simple handoff, right? That's what Haru thinks. Except her sister, who, uh, during the dinner, 
made some very bold proclamations that they wanted to fight. They weren't going to sit by and allow this to happen. But they were captured by the warlord's forces, by the battle droids in particular. And they're about to kill Haru's sister when F makes her presence known as she catches a blaster bolt before it can kill her sister and throws it back into the warlord's face. And that's when she announces her presence with authority. You can't change the river's flow by casting a stone. But live in harmony with nature and you'll change together. The people of this world know that well. You know that the breath of life becomes wind and will always respond. Majna, may you rise. And may the Force be with you. This is when the sh- when the, when it hits the fan. Ooh, I almost slipped. But yeah, this is when everything kicks into action. We say we see Valco's up on the ledge there, up on a on a high overlooking cliff. He starts firing down, destroying the battle droids, doing his part to to help F in her quest to to send these raiders packing. And that's exactly what happens. We have some great Jedi stuff, lightsabers. May the Force be with you. I mean, the whole thing. It all comes together so really, really nicely. And then, uh, you know, like the wandering heroes, like the wandering samurai that the Jedi are, uh, she takes off in her Z-95 headhunter and heads back out into the galaxy to, I think at this point, like I said, back on the path of the Jedi and out to save another world from the forces of darkness. And... Uh, yeah, I, I can't even tell you how much I got. Uh, it, it's just a fun episode. This one, I really, really enjoy, enjoy this one. It has, it, it tries to explain uh, connections to the Force. You know, the, 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 the natural quality of it all. The way that, that nature embodies the Force. Being at one with nature, being harmonious with nature is being harmonious with the Force. It's a really, I think it's a really nice metaphor. I think it really makes a ton of sense. And and it just sing, it just works for this episode. It's a really, really strong entry into the Vision series. And I'd love to see more of, of the F character and, and even Valco. Like I said, this is sort of traveling anthropologist is sort of a fascinating uh, addition to Star Wars mythology. And I'd, I'd love to see more. I mean, we got, you know, you got Dr. Aphra, who's like the crazy rogue archaeologist of the Star Wars galaxy now. Why not have this, this sort of traveling anthropologist, too? That could be an interesting uh, combination with with many of them. But yeah, F is an interesting character. Love to see more of her if they do another uh, another series of Visions episodes. Uh, perhaps they go back to uh, Kinema Citrus Studios, which I didn't meant to give their name out earlier. I forgot. That is the studio. Uh, Kinema Citrus is the ones who produced this installment of Star Wars Visions and I again I really think they knocked this one out of the park how did you all feel about it I am curious to know I, I this one goes across the board for me this one kind of hits on all the levels I think it's a really strong story a really fun exploration of nature and the force and the nature of the force you have Jedi you got a lightsaber got some battle droids and and again even just studying this 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 culture and and their sort of connection to to the planet to nature it just works the animation's stunning the music is fantastic and it just comes together i love i really really like this one quite a bit and like i said i 
at the moment, it's, I think, in the top four as far as IMDb ratings goes. But I think for me personally, this might be top three. Really, really strong episode. And it's, its biggest competition are the duel and the episode that we're going to have for next week, The Ninth Jedi. Ooh, it's going to be good. It's going to be really exciting to talk about that one again because that one knocked my socks off. I didn't have... Uh, I wasn't sure what to expect from that one. I wasn't sure what to expect from any of them, but that one, uh, I was hooked. I was hooked. It has a nice twist. We'll get to all that next week. But yeah, what, what do you all think of The Village Bride? Am I wrong? Am I right? Does this one hold up for you all? Let me know. You know where to find me. I'm on the social media. That's the best place to track me down. It's at Mando underscore Vision, Twitter and Instagram. Long-form emails at MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Please, once again, make sure you're liking, subscribing, and sharing the show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert. If possible, or so inclined, and you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please, 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 five star reviews are an insanely helpful way for helping small independent shows like us stand out, not get lost in the shuffle. And it's just really nice of you, and we truly, truly appreciate it. So thank you so very, very much. My name is Tom. This is the Mandavision Podcast. I don't really have anything else to talk about. I know we haven't spent, you know, I didn't, I didn't really dive too deeply when we, we got the release of the Book of Boba Fett poster, uh, because I mean we all saw it, <laughs> and it's pretty great. So I didn't know what else to say about it. I, you know, there, there wasn't a lot to infer from that that particular uh, piece of Star Wars news, but it looks like you know everything's wrapped as far as filming goes on 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 Andor on Obi Wan Kenobi. I can only imagine we'll get uh, posters for them as well soon. But you know we're on the look- lookout for the Book of Boba Fett trailer. Uh, I think a lot of online rumors have it have it uh, debuting in November, the next time Disney has their big shareholders meeting. And that's a strong possibility. I mean, they kind of know we're all going to watch it anyway, so like, why rush out there with the, with the trailer? And, and uh, you know... Not the trailer. They've gotten Disney's gotten a lot better about not making things too spoiler in the trailers, but you know, so many websites will 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 go frame by frame to pull out any information they can from those trailers. So maybe they want to keep it under wraps for a little bit. Maybe Robert Rodriguez has suggested they keep it under wraps for a little bit longer before its debut at the end of end of December on the 29th. Which oh yeah, by the way, we'll be here December 29th for the Book of Boba Fett. Don't even worry about it. It's going to happen. I can I can guarantee it. Even if I have to record it in a closet somewhere, I will record it that day so that we can talk about the Book of Boba Fett because I am so beyond excited. But hey, we're still in the middle of Visions. So I hope, I hope everyone's enjoying these episodes because uh, they did mean that we had to kind of push back the start of the Clone Wars episode, or uh, season three of, of Star Wars The Clone Wars, which I hope's okay. But I'm really having a good time going back and re-watching these Visions episodes. I'm enjoying the the new perspective on Star Wars. I'm enjoying these new Visions, pun intended. And I think they're fun. I, you know, We haven't gotten a word if there'll be more of these just yet. But let's hope so. As I've said before many, many times, new interpretations of Star Wars, new new versions of Star Wars, new uh, uh, glimpses, new new everything always fun to see. I really, really enjoy it. And I, I think most of you kind, kind people are as well. 
All right, so we're going to wrap it up. It's a little bit of a shorter episode this week, but the the um, the Village Bride kind of flies. It's a fast episode. A lot of uh, I think it's fast. You know, you always see some people complain about pacing on some of these episodes of, of Visions, but it's like it's it was like seventeen minutes, like tops. <laughs> it wasn't that. It's not that big a deal. You just boom, 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 and that third act. Come on, get out of here. So good. All right. Again, my name is Tom. This is the MetaVision Podcast. We will be back so very, very soon. Thank you all so much for listening. New listeners, old listeners, you're all the best, and I truly, truly appreciate you being here. We'll talk soon. Let's remember that this podcast can only end one way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. way.